Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. We did some preaching on that verse, but God never fails. God never lies. The Bible says his compassions fail not. The Bible says he faileth not. The Bible says impossible for God to lie in Hebrews 6. God cannot lie, Titus chapter 1. God is not a man that he should lie back in the Old Testament, Numbers 23. It's man that's stubborn, and it's man that is rebellious, and it's man that is a liar, and it's man that is in opposition to God. Man just thumbs his nose at the truth that God Almighty has revealed to man. And as a result, verse number 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. We know because God has declared it that his wrath is righteously revealed. <laughs> it's not He's a big mean man and we need to run from him because he's evil. No, his wrath is righteous. And man is the one who is unrighteous. Man is the one who is ungodly. This idea of always putting God on trial and having to try to present evidence to lost men and women of who God is. We need to be careful of that. Go back to the book of Genesis. Go back to the book of Genesis. Everybody, every Christian is familiar with this chapter, but I just want to pull out a few key uh, words of God here. In the beginning, God created. Verse 2, Genesis 1. And the Spirit of God moved. Verse 3. And God said. Verse 4. Uh, and God divided. And uh, Verse 5. And God called. Verse number 6. Uh, and God said. Verse number 7. Um, and God made the firmament, verse number eight, and God called, verse number nine, and God said, verse number 10, and God called, verse number 11, and God said, I think you, I think you get the, the point here. Genesis chapter one, the first chapter in the Bible, God's not defending himself. Here's why I did what I did, and here's the evidence of what I did that I did. And here's how you can scientifically test what I did that I did. No, God said I created. He declared who he was. He declared what he did. And he said, I made, I created. God declares who he is. Man either has to accept God for who he is or just die in unrighteousness and die in their sins. And this idea of witnessing to a lost person and having them spend 20 minutes on you having to answer all their questions on how they're doubting God, we got to be careful of that. God declares who he is. Man takes that truth of who God is, and he holds it in unrighteousness. They have it right in their hands, but they have decided to hold it unrighteously. Let's go back to Romans chapter number one. We see a few things revealed here in, the few, in these few verses we're looking at this morning. Romans chapter one, we see how the revelation was given for the invisible things of him 
from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood, here it is, by the things that are made. Creation is the revelation. <laughs> that is how God gave his revelation. <laughs> or <laughs> the creation is his revelation of who he is. We also see in the same verse how long that the revelation has been around. Uh, verse number 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world. Since God created the world, the revelation of who he is has been around. So when someone says, well, I've never heard of God, you can simply say, have you looked up lately? <laughs> have you looked around lately? Creation demands a creator. God is not in the business of trying to trick people into believing him or, or trying to trick people in any way, shape or form. He created man so that man can know the creator from the creation that he created. Well, there, there's people in, in, in some island somewhere. By uh, these bills have bought up by one of these you know, multi-billionaires for farming or whatever is going on. But there's probably some island somewhere where there isn't a Christian missionary. And there's probably some island somewhere where there's no uh, Bible that's been there. Well, I guess those, how, how are those people going to know the truth? By getting up in the morning and looking up. By getting up in the morning and looking around. God has revealed who he is through his creation. We see in verse 20 how the revelation was given. We see how long it's been around. It also shows us exactly what has been revealed. Look at verse number 20 again. For the invisible things of him, and then look toward the end, uh, even his eternal power and Godhead. Go back to Psalms chapter 19. What's been revealed? The invisible things of him, his eternal power and his Godhead. Uh, verse number, uh, Psalm chapter number 19. Let's get that and we'll tie some of these thoughts together here. Psalm chapter 19. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. Well, I never had a Bible. Well, have you looked up? Have you seen the Bible that's in the sky? <laughs> it's pretty simple. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. I just didn't know. No, you did know. <laughs> you did know because God said day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night uttereth knowledge. Look around during the day. Look around during the night. God's everywhere. Verse three, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle 
before the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit under the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. His going forth travels everywhere. The heat from his sun penetrates everywhere. That means it doesn't matter if you're a carrot stick. It doesn't matter if you're a tree. It doesn't matter if you're a grasshopper. It doesn't matter if, you, if, if you're a cow. It doesn't matter if you are man made in the image of God. We all benefit from God's heat from the sun. It gives us all benefit. You can't tell me there's not a God when God declared it. God showed it. God created it. God called it. All man has to do is look out, look up, look around. And you know what we see? The glory of God. The glory. Before the flood, people lived old. 200, 300, 400, up to 900. Methuselah was, what, 969? Seth, you were up there. Seth was not 912, something like that. People live long. Live long. Anybody want to imagine what it's like to be 900? You know what they live? You know what you see? Tents. You don't see caves until Genesis 18 or 19 or something. Caves start to come up. People late at night, laid back in their tent. Right outside their tent, you know what they did? They looked up. They saw the sky, the stars, all that God created. They're listening to the sounds of God's creation. And they were dwelling in caves and they could easily, I mean, they were right in the midst of God's creation. They can look up and look out. You know what we do? Before we go to bed, we scroll for an hour. We type for an hour. We're in front of the television for an hour. Nobody looks up at God. And we wonder why we're in the situation that we're in. Look, I'm not saying don't have a phone, don't have a TV. We, we're using the phone to record. Uh, I've got my, oh, my computer doesn't crash because there's a lot of, Stuff saved on a word file, it's gone. All my sermons are saved on a word file. They say you're supposed to put them in the cloud. I don't know if that's safe or not, but whatever that's supposed to mean. What I'm saying is people used to be tuned into God more, and now everything by design is to get us tuned away and tuned out from God. His creation, it's the glory of who God is. And then we get kids that are 18 and 19 and got all this stuff they're trying to figure out. We sit them in a classroom and we have some devil teach them that God isn't real. Sad. It's sad, but that's where that's where we're at. Romans chapter one. Let's go back there. Look what else. Verse number 20 says. Verse number 20 says. Um, at the end. 
Remember the things of creation the world clear seen, be not simple things to me, even as power God had, so that they are without excuse. If God showed something to you, you and I are without excuse. And he has showed his creation to everybody. Nobody can escape that truth. We have to stop with the excuses or we have to stop with allowing people to give us excuses. Well, I didn't know. No, nobody showed it to me. If you're a parent or a grandparent, you know this to be true because your children have said to you, well, I didn't know. Well, I've been telling you for the last year, every day. They knew. They knew. They just held that truth and unrighteousness and figured, well, mom will pick up the mess. Or what I've been guilty of is, you know, the dishwasher's right there. <laughs> yeah, I know it is, but okay. We know things. Truth has been revealed to us. We are completely aware of what's going on. We're completely aware of what we're doing. We just have ways of holding that truth in an unrighteous way and making excuses for our unrighteousness. Well, I'll just put it in there some other time. Well, I was planning on. We do it with God all the time. In spite of all the knowledge, in spite of all the revealed truth, man has just refused to conform to God, and instead he rebels against it. Now, earlier we saw, let's get in Romans chapter 1. Earlier we saw that God's wrath is righteously revealed. We talked about that bit in the beginning. Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. What is the all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men? Well, it's got to be all this wickedness, man. It's got to be all this immodesty. Not in this verse. It's got to be all the fornication and all the adultery and all the pornographic filth that filters through the internet waves not in this verse it's got to be all the cursing it's got to be all the yelling it's got to be all the fighting and the screaming not in this verse now all that's real and all that's there and all that is ungodly and all that is unrighteous and all that does need to be preached against and all that does make people sinners but not in this verse this verse what's the all unrighteousness what's the all ungodliness well it's simple verse 21 because that when they knew god they glorified him not as god at the end of the verse uh, and neither were thankful you know what the ungodliness and the unrighteousness in this verse is in the context they knew God wouldn't glorify him. They, they have seen what God has created. And they said, I will not be thankful to the God who made this. God says, that makes you unrighteous. That makes me ungodly. That makes the whole world guilty. Because God revealed his truth. And man has said, I'm not thankful. And I will not give you glory. And that right there enough makes somebody ungodly and unrighteous. And as a result of that, man just continues to spiral downward 
into all those wicked sins that we mentioned. But it all starts with, we're not going to give God glory. We're taking a selfie of ourselves. We're going to like make a little meme of it. And we're going to put it on the internet. And we're going to see how many likes we can get. Because we want people to like us. And who cares about God? That's what it is. That's our world. It's the me generation. And this is why if you talk to them like this, they need to go find some so-called church that doesn't have church in the name. It just says catalyst. <laughs> It'll just make them feel good. We okay? Ready? okay? You refuse God's truth and discernment goes away. It just goes bye-bye. And then we have children buying into good old Charlie D's theory of evolution. There's no God. There's no creator. Except the ironic thing is Charlie Darwin was a racist. He thought the way that you could evolve better would be through the extinction of unsuperior races, which would be blacks. <laughs> That's what Charles Darwin believed. That's what he taught in his theory of evolution. So the kids learn that in, in, in school, but then they learn Black Lives Matter and they got all this. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't line up with Charles Darwin. <laughs> in his world, black lives don't matter. In God's world, black lives matter. Blue lives matter. Who's blue? That's the, that's the police. Blue lives matter. Redskins matter. All people groups matter to God. It Everybody's fine with looking out and seeing skin color. Well, I'm better than you and I'm the... Why don't you look up and see God and you'll see that we're all created in the image of God. We're all under the ungodliness and the unrighteousness because the revealed truth from God is what we have rejected. And so we come up with all this stuff to try to make ourselves better or separate instead of realizing we're separate from God because of our sin. People don't want to look up. Richard Dawkins, he wrote The Blind Watchtower, and he basically put forth the premise that, well, evolution really has the illusion of creationism. So that was his big argument, of course. Both these fellows are they absolutely hate God and are burning because of it. But he attacked creationism, and he said, you don't need a creator. This is what children learn. So adults are learning. You just take random mutations and at a DNA level, higher organisms and specialized species will evolve as a result of just natural selection. And so he wrote all these books, gave all these talks, got more people to hate God more than they hate him. And people are not developing upward. They're not. We have been continually spiraling downward and that's why it says testifying both to the Jews and the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Why? Because they have started with denying who God is, not giving him glory, and not being thankful for who he is. They just continue to go downward, downward, and down. So they need to repent toward God. Faith. Toward our Lord 
Jesus Christ. You don't have to turn there for the sake of time, but I'll go through these verses. Psalm 19, we read it. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Psalm 50, verse 6, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Psalm 97, 6, the heavens declare his righteousness. And all the people see his glory. Someone that wants to argue against who God is. You don't win the argument. Ask them to justify who they believe, how they believe it, and why they reason, why they believe. And you'll find it'll become very, very frustrating for them and you. Where does the DNA come from? Are you sure it comes from there? How can you be sure that the way you reasoned was correct? Oh, really? Well, you just made an absolute statement. So you believe in absolutes? Yes. Are you sure about that? Well, well no. Are you, you can't know anything without God. And at the end of the conversation, the person will admit to you, you know what? You're right. I can't know anything for sure. Then you say, well, are you sure about that? You see, because you do know things. Where does that knowledge come from? Are you sure about that? Well, no. Then you ask him, do you believe God can reveal things to you in such a way that you can know them for certain? Do you think that's impossible or completely impossible? Well, I guess there's a slight possibility of it. Then look up. God has revealed things to me in such a way that I can know them for certain. God has revealed things to you in such a way that you can know them for certain. We've got a Bible we can hold in our hand. What's your path to certainty? Well, you're using circular reasoning. No, no, no. You're using circular reasoning because you're the one on the circle. I just got bumped off the circle because you said it's possible that I can know things. You said it's possible that I can know things. For certain, revealed to by God. They can't get off the circle. They can't get off the, the rabbit. I'm telling you, look up. God is the creator. Were you confused with all that questioning? No. Okay, the young one's got it all figured out. All right, verse, Romans chapter 1. Look at verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. The two eyes that God gave us, maybe not us, I trust most of us, if not all of us have trusted the Lord. If you've not, today would be a great day to do that. But we take this lost and dying world takes the two God, the two eyes that God has gave us. And we look up and we just become vain. People are vain in their imagination. The microwave was created so that you cannot run the microwave unless the door is shut. So if you open up the microwave and you try to run it, 
there's a cutoff switch somewhere built into that microwave where it won't run. You have to shut the microwave oven door so that the microwave would run properly. Now, none of you kids go and try to figure out where the shutoff valve is, because if you do and you figure it out, you'll burn the whole house down. That's how powerful the microwaves are. Sorry, parents, if I got anybody that has the children with that type of mind. I'm probably going to be in trouble now. <laughs> but you know what you can do with a microwave? You know what you can do with a microwave? If you put some silverware in there, the whole thing will blow up and you could burn your house down. That would not be a good idea to do. Just for parents, don't put that in the microwave. Do not put that in the microwave. That is not to go in the microwave. Why? It was not designed for that purpose. The microwave was not designed to run with the door open. It was specifically made and it was specifically designed for the door to be closed. Now that shutoff valve goes on, the microwave can run. It was specifically designed for something to go into that microwave and then cook. And there were certain things that were not to go in it or the whole thing will blow up. God said, you were made in my image. I have designed you. The purpose that I have designed you for was to worship and to glorify me. And man just sits there with the microwave door open. He just says, I'm going to try to do my life this way. And nothing happens. It's good. And Jesus said, I am the door. He said, I am the door. Just enter in. Just enter in. Mankind was designed to glorify God. And he doesn't. And he's not happy. And he won't be happy. Because he's using it for the wrong way. He's trying to put silverware in the microwave. And it's just going to burn up. And everybody that hates God and everybody that won't give glory to God and everybody that won't trust Jesus Christ as their savior is going to end up like that silverware burning in hell. And nobody wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. No true born again child of God wants that. This is why we must bring the gospel to them. We have many hymns by Fanny Crosby. People would say to Fanny, you know, it's a great pity that God didn't give you sight when he showered so many other gifts upon you. And Fanny would remark anytime she would hear a question like that, she would remark many times. Did you know that if at birth I had been able to make one petition? It would have been that I was born blind. Fanny says, because when I get to heaven. The first face. That shall ever gladden my sight will be that of my Savior. And people shake their fist at God and they complain at God. Why this God? Why that God? At eight years old, Fanny wrote this is, I don't know if it's her first poem, but Fanny wrote this at eight years old. Oh, what a happy soul am I, although I cannot see. I am resolved that in this world, contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. To weep and sigh because I'm blind. I cannot and I won't. I'm telling you. The world by wisdom do God. Do not God. 
And they're so smart that they've just written God right out of their curriculum. And they blame it all on. They want to blame something. They'll certainly blame God. Fanny could have become vain in her imaginations because Fanny couldn't look up and see. And she could have complained to God. But Fanny had ears. She could hear the birds chirp. She can hear the thunder crash. She can feel the wind blow. She can feel the raindrops on her. And without being able to see and look up and see God's creation, she can hear it. God has made a way for truth to be revealed. But the world by wisdom knew not God. They have theories and they have philosophies and they just won't give them glory. All the time people say, well, that, that God stuff, that Christian stuff, that's just foolish. That's just crazy. I don't see evidence of God. I don't hear evidence of God. You know all that is? That's Romans chapter number one, verse number 21. And their foolish heart was darkened. The foolishness of God is wiser than man. And all around people's hearts just been darkened. God declares who he is. Don't put God on trial. As we put God on trial, we keep questioning him and questioning him and questioning all that does is develop our imaginations into vain imaginations. We keep questioning God, questioning the Bible, throwing the Bible out, throwing prayer out, questioning who God is. This theory, that theory, Charles Darwin, Richard Dawkins, all of these new, whoever the new guys are coming forth to grab the baton and run with it. All of it is a way to not be thankful for who God is, what he created, became vain their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now that's a bad. Because you're talking to people that hate God. And Romans 1 tells us, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, verse 20, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There really should be no excuse, especially in America, for anybody to not be saved because you can go to any Dollar General, you can go to almost any little store, get yourself a $1 New Testament or a $1 John Romans or a $2, but whatever it is. But even worse than that, anybody anywhere can look up and know that there's a God. When the doctrine of creationism is destroyed, it's because those God haters do not want anybody to be thankful for who God is. They want them darkened. They want their imaginations to become vain. God created, God called, God said, God is, God declared truth. It's up to that lost, lost and dying world. Whosoever believeth, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. And we've made it into, and I don't mean we, but this world has made it into, well, we need to understand everything there is about God. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Nobody's going to get saved. You are to read, believe what it said, and obey it. Look out, give God glory, and God will reveal more truth to you.
Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.